Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Out of Control Pod. We're your hosts, Amber and Nini, and today let's talk about food. Alrighty, so food. It is everything. It is. <laughs> it is just everything. I think we're both self proclaimed foodies. Oh, it's world renowned foodies <laughs> over here. <laughs> you and I. <laughs> Food is just just everything. It comforts you, makes you feel good, makes life worth living. <laughs> I will wake up for food. I will do anything for food. Dude, tell me that we're gonna go to brunch. I'm up. Oh, mimosas, bottomless mimosas. Oh, I'm there, no oh, matter yeah. what. Were you always a foodie though when you were a kid? Honestly, thinking back, yeah, I I enjoyed food very, very much from a very young age. Mainly because my mom just had really, really good cooking, and my family just had really good chefs or really good recipes that they like made every day, and I really enjoyed that. So I think from early on, I grew up with good food, and I very much wanted to eat good food as I grew up too and explore. Yeah. Yeah. Has your palate? Diversified at all since those years? Definitely. Even though I was a foodie, I was picky.、Uh, there was things that I would not eat because I just didn't like it, like every kid does. But over the years, I realized the food that I used to hate, I enjoy a lot in different foods now. So I'm more open-minded about trying new things than I was because. I didn't grow up with a lot of different flavors. I mainly just ate Korean food as I grew up, but I realized as I got older, there are so many foods that have different types of flavors I've never tasted before. My taste buds: Indian food, Chinese food, Hawaiian food, Hispanic food. Just so much. All the flavor, all the spice, all、yeah. the different combinations、mm-hmm. that. You never expect, you know. It's like um Remy from、oh, Ratatouille. Yeah. When he put, I, I, what was it? It was like a strawberry and something that he like took one bite out of, and then he took another bite of the out of the other thing in his hand,、yep. and it's like a flavor explosion. Yeah, that is the epitome of how I feel every time I try something new.、Mm-hmm. It's crazy how different flavors can come together. Like even if you don't think that they're gonna work,、Mm-mm. like. They surprise you. You're like, wow, would have never expected. Like, what's the most unexpected thing that you've tried that like you didn't expect these two foods to taste good, but then they did? Oh man, this is kind of my favorite thing. It's small, but I love it. French fries and ice cream. Oh, I love that. I know who introduced it to you, or did you just try it on your own? I feel like I. A friend introduced me to it, but I don't remember who.、Mm. So shout out to you, friend, <laughs> whoever you are. You know who introduced that to me? Who? Mimi. <gasps> Mimi. We were at a Wendy's one day after school, and we both got frosties. Yeah. And then she was like, "Try dipping your French fries in your frosty." Yeah. And that's that was my first introduction to French fries and ice cream, and、oh. I've never turned back. Man, I food is such a like. Universal love language.、Mm-hmm. You can just share so much through the medium of food.、Mm-hmm. Would you say that you were also a foodie growing up, and did you feel that type of love language with food as you were growing up with it? I actually wasn't a foodie when、yeah. I was growing up. I think I just mostly ate whatever 
my mom cooked, which、mm. was good food anyway. So I just didn't really mind. Yeah. But it's like I didn't really care about food that much.、Mm. Like I would just eat when I get hungry. It was whatever was there. Yeah. You know, I didn't mind. When I used to go back to China a lot every summer with my mom, we would always go to restaurants,、mm-hmm. and they would mostly order because the menu would be in Chinese, and my Chinese reading skills weren't that good at the time. But there were a lot of things that I wouldn't eat. Mm. And I would mostly stick to the things that I knew and I was familiar with. And even back in the states for lunch and stuff at school, we would mostly just get like spicy chicken sandwiches, <laughs>、um, iconic <laughs> ramen, teriyaki chicken, teriyaki chicken.、Yeah. And because when we started driving, we started、um, <clears throat> leaving campus to go get food <laughs> a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and we were obsessed with like this Hawaiian place for a really long time. I miss that place. The loco moco was so、yes. good. It was basically like the same things, like Chipotle, McDonald's, Canes. <laughs> oh my god, that was like our high school love. It really was. We loved Canes.、Uh, we had this place called Curry Zen, but you know, it was just like the same things, and we never、yeah. really changed up、yeah. what we ate. We didn't really seek. To try new things,、It's、true. And it wasn't probably until I really got into college when I like started seeking out things to try. Seeing things on Instagram, especially, really influenced me. Like, oh、yeah. my god, that looks so good! I really want to try it.、Yeah. And that's when I think I became more of a foodie. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, like I was. I really, really liked trying new things. I liked. The feeling that you know trying new foods gave me, and like、mm-hmm. it just like opened a door to a whole new world. Yeah. And I actually remember. There was this one time. It was in Seattle. We were hanging out as a group because a bunch of our high school people were in. So we went to this one Korean fusion restaurant in Seattle, and dude, that's that is a restaurant that I try to recommend to everybody because it's just so good. The umami there, oh my god, so good. But I think that was that day was the first time I ever went and. We had ordered a bunch of food and stuff. We were just like talking about food, you know how everything was so good.、Yeah. And then one of them said, "I don't really understand like food. Like, I really wish humans didn't have to eat <gasps> to survive, because that's basically like what he did. He just ate because it was a necessity instead、oh. of really, really enjoying it.、Yeah. And he was like, 'Yeah, I kind of wish humans just didn't have to eat.' And I was like, 'I don't even know who you are. I'm hurt. <laughs> I'm hurt, but that was like the moment when I realized some people really don't care about food. Wow! And then there's like people on the other end of the spectrum, like us, where like every time we travel to someplace new, our the first thing on our mind is trying the food that they have. We like do extensive research into which types of food places we want to hit up, the most famous places that we need to go to. It's very much a part of. Our travels and our lives,、mm-hmm. we make sure to include it.、Mm-hmm. It's、um, like the most important thing on our list. Seriously, like if you don't get a dessert after a meal, did you really eat? No, you have to cap it off with dessert. <laughs> Do you have a separate stomach for desserts? You better. <laughs> That's how you know you're a foodie. <laughs> you save a portion of your stomach for just desserts. It's just so interesting how. Evolutionary-wise, before it was definitely just a necessity, and you、oh, basically、yeah. only ate 
for energy.、Mm-hmm. But now it's evolved into like, look at all these different flavors that can come together.、Yep. All these different spices that can make new types of food. And、yeah. who would have thought? It's an enjoyment of life. Yeah, like cronuts came to life a while ago. Yeah, it became、like、popular years ago now. But oh my gosh, it's just like these new inventions of things are so they're so cool. There's just so much love surrounding food. There's chefs out there that dedicate their whole lives to creating art through food、mm-hmm. and creating stories and experiences through food. And it really speaks to people like us. We really enjoy、mm-hmm. not just eating it. There's an experience involved with it too.、Yeah. And if the food is really good, oh, you bet you're gonna be seeing a happy dance. Oh man, that little <laughs> wiggle waggle as、oh, you take a bite,、yeah. <laughs> the first bite, and you're just like, oh my god, this is so good. Oh yeah. Oh. Some of the best memories I've had is sitting around a dining table. With good company, good food, good vibes, and it just like brings everything together. You know, it's an excuse almost to take a break from your busy day because、yeah. you you have to eat to live. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you might as well make it enjoyable. You know, spend the time eating with. The people that you love, and、mm-hmm. really sit down and have conversations with them that you otherwise wouldn't take breaks for throughout the day.、Mm-hmm. It's like a dedicated time to nourish your body in one, because we got to survive, but also bond and share the food with the people you care about,、mm-hmm. and especially if you cook your food too. Like a home cooked meal is a whole different level of like love and、oh. amazingness. <laughs> oh my god, mom's cooking! Nothing can beat it. Oh yeah, people share their love through food.、Mm-hmm. My family definitely we share that we care about each other by by food. Like instead of saying "I love you" and stuff, we、yeah. say "Have you eaten yet?"、Yeah. Or do you want some fruit?、Mm-hmm. Oh my god, the fruit. Cutting and giving it to you instead of an apology. Oh, that is seriously a universal language in our family. <laughs> like, here's a plate of fruit. I'm sorry. Yeah, but you will never hear the words "I'm sorry" come out of their mouth. Nope, it's just a gesture. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. In a way, I think I kind of like that better because they're showing you、yeah. more than they're just saying, "Oh, I'm sorry." True. Actions speak louder、mm-hmm. than words.、Mm-hmm. So, on the topic of food. And how much we love food. What would you say is your favorite type of food, and one food that you could just eat every day and you would not be mad about it? My favorite type of food、mm-hmm. is probably Chinese food, like culture-wise、mm. cuisine, because it's so different. You have a variety of dishes. We always do it family style, so you always order like a whole bunch of dishes to share. Yeah, and every region has. Their own specialties, yeah, and stuff. And I don't know. Maybe I'm a little biased, but I'm gonna let myself be. <laughs> Especially my mom's cooking and my grandma's cooking. Can never,、oh. never get sick of it. It just tastes like home, and it's comforting no matter what they cook. Yeah. And we have this like, it's a really stupid saying. How like if we go to a restaurant and the Food is good. We'll say, "Wow, this tastes like a home cooked meal."、Mm. And if it's a home cook chef,、mm-hmm. like a home chef, and the cooking is really good, we'll say, "Wow, this is so good. You could open up a restaurant." So it's like circular. 
That is the same exact comments that we give to each other in our family, too. Yeah, maybe it's um, an Asian thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like a high regard to mm-hmm. say that. Yeah, yeah, we'll always say, why don't you open a restaurant already? Yeah! yeah. But it's, it's like, like, when you go to a restaurant, it's like, oh, this tastes like home. Yeah, it's like back around. Yeah, <laughs> it's silly. But I think the food that I could maybe have for, like, the rest of my life every day mm-hmm. is sushi. Yeah. It's just there's so much variety in it. Like the fish is healthy and you have your carbs with the rice. Yeah. Like I could just I could eat that every day. Wow. Chinese food I cannot eat every day. It could get heavy. Mm-hmm. But it's because it's so flavorful. Yes. That like sometimes you might want to like tone it down a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. I get that. I get that. Yeah. Especially since like because of 2020 and everything, I was basically home every single day and I was eating my dad's cooking, which it was really good. Yeah. He's become a really good chef Aww. since um COVID. But it was just the small amount of times that I would be able to go out and eat with my friends. I'd be like, just anything but Chinese food. I do mm-hmm. not want Chinese food. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would you say you're tired of Chinese food like right now in this very moment? In this very moment, no, because yeah. I have been going out a little bit more to eat mm-hmm. with my friends. Mm-hmm. So, and my dad, my dad's cooking has improved so much. I bet he's like really honed in on his, uh, chef skills mm-hmm. he'll like try different things he'll be like does this taste a little different from last time so he has like specialty dishes now it's so cute that is awesome mm-hmm. i bet you're his like little guinea pig pretty much pretty much <laughs> but everything he's been making has been really really good oh that's awesome yeah but nothing will be the food set like my mom makes this very specific it's like a breakfast item food mm-hmm. and what it it kind of looks like a rice burrito basically mm. but so it's like a cylinder of rice and inside you you can put on um, the chinese donut mm-hmm. and pork floss mm. and um, a bunch of other things if you want to it's you it's very customizable mm. and we call it zinfan mm-hmm. but i think if you google it zinfan means like steamed rice basically mm. so i don't think it's an accurate name for it and i think the accurate name for it is fan tuan mm-hmm. if you google that it should show up um and oh my god it's just i've given it to my friends and stuff and they're always asking for more wow that sounds amazing mm-hmm. you have me at pork floss mm, i'll make it for you sometime <gasps> i know how to make it now you love me i love you <laughs> <laughs> but you what is what are your favorite foods and like food that you could just never get sick of oh man this is a loaded question loaded it's question hard to choose huh oh yeah for a foodie like me for mm-hmm. us Okay, generic answer, but I truly mean it. My mom's and my family's cooking, you just can't beat that. Mm-mm. Like, you really cannot beat, like, home-cooked meals. There's just so much love poured into it yeah. that you don't get at restaurants. No. My mom, she's the cutest. Every time she, like, cooks a really nice, thought-out dinner, she's just, like, staring at me with these, like, big eyes, and she's just like, try this, try that, try this. And then, like, she'll put a whole like dollop of whatever she makes onto my plate even though i can't finish it she's like it's okay this is this is not that much and then she makes me finish it because she's like really proud of what she made for us and like um, how can you not finish it no way even if i'm bursting Uh, at my you better be better be licking the plate (laughs) and like it's just that kind of love just makes the food that much better Mm -hmm. and so i would say like Hands down, my favorite type of food is home-cooked meals with my mom, my grandparents. Oh my gosh. 
my grandmother in Korea, every time we visit, we clean the plate, clean it, and we ask for more. <laughs> and she she could barely keep up with us. She's like, you guys Aww. eat, like, everything. And, of course, she'll do the whole feeding you every two hour type thing. Like, she'll come into the room with a yogurt. and She's like, try this, eat it. And you can't say no, you have to eat it. Everything together makes me cherish home-cooked meals so much. So favorite type of food, home-cooked meals. <laughs> Now, if I had to choose food that I would like eat every day and not get tired of, I would honestly say Mediterranean food. Mm. Because I feel like Mediterranean food has a lot of grilled proteins so like fish like white fish is really healthy for you they got chicken you could also do like pork beef but i heard like mediterranean the mediterranean diet mm -hmm. is one of the healthiest for your body mm -hmm. whenever i eat mediterranean food i feel nourished and not too heavy and i feel good and it's like delicious mm, it is oh my gosh hummus oh we love hummus We, I don't even know how much, how many types of hummuses we tried when we were in New York. Every time we saw hummus on the menu, we were like, we're getting this. We like literally pointed <laughs> and we're like, we're getting it. <laughs> hummus and pita bread. Oh my gosh. Oh, warm pita bread oh. straight out of the oven with oh my like, God. oh my God. I, I Key to my heart. Yes. <laughs> food is just good. Like, I don't think you can go too wrong with food mm. unless mm -hmm. you like, royally mess it up mm -hmm. it's so funny that um you said the thing about your mom staring at you my dad does the same thing now oh! like i think my mom doesn't because she's just so used to cooking for everyone yeah. but my dad like he'll put something in front of me and then i'll be eating and then i'll look up and he's just staring at me <laughs> and i'm just like yes and he'll be like is it good I'll be like, uh-huh, it's very good. Oh, they want to see that, like, reaction. They want to mm -hmm. see you enjoy it. Yeah. It's the fruit of their labor, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's so cute. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we talked about some of our favorite foods. Mm -hmm. On the flip side, some of our least favorite foods. Let's talk about that. Because there's definitely foods that we don't want to eat. <laughs> mm. As much as we hate to say it. Yeah. But my immediate answer is liver. I hate liver. Oh, man. The the texture is just gross. The flavor is gross. Do not hand me liver. <laughs> I will actually, like, reflex spit it. Like, just automatically? It's just, like, the moment that it touches my tongue, I just, like, know what it is. Ooh. I'm like, Bleh. Gosh. And um, liver is really good for iron. Mm -hmm. It's full of iron, and I'm, I'm low on iron. Yeah. I get cold really easily. I think I have poor circulation. And we were doing like health checkups for me a couple of years ago in China because I, I don't know what it was, but they found out that like my, like, I guess blood levels or whatever was really low and my iron levels were really low at that point. Mm -hmm. So my mom kept on looking up foods to eat that are high in iron, you yeah. know, to like replenish and supplement. And of course they landed on liver and my family really likes liver for some reason. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times they try to trick me into eating liver. Like I don't have taste buds or something. And we went to this one restaurant. It was kind of like a fancier restaurant. So the way that they do liver is kind of disguised. Yeah. And I guess like it doesn't look like liver the way that they make it. Huh. And my mom put one onto my plate. And I was like, what is this? Uh. And she said, just eat it. 
And I was like, I mean, I guess. Yeah. So I put it in my mouth and I just like immediately spit it out because I just, I knew what it was. And I just, I just cannot swallow it. You know, there's some Korean mukbang, Mm. like stars. They're like really big on YouTube. And in Korea, liver is actually a pretty popular food. But these mukbang stars, they go and eat like raw liver and just dip it in like sesame oil. And it's just... That's their thing. Dude, I want to throw up. (laughs) Oh, that's gross. Liver is an acquired taste, I would say. it's. I don't uh, even know if it's acquired. I feel like you either like it or you don't. That's true. And if you don't, you're never going to like it. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of liver either, but if it's cooked in the right way, I will eat it. But sometimes it reminds me of like the taste of blood a lot Mm -hmm. because it's really blood rich. That's interesting because I will eat blood. Duck blood, pig's blood, I will eat that. Oh. But liver, it's just like the, t- I don't know, I think it's a texture. Oh, uh, it's very like, very dense and very like almost grainy. Yeah, it's very grainy. Yeah. The feeling in my mouth is not good. So texture versus taste, mm-hmm. I think I could deal with the texture more than the taste. Give mm-hmm. it taste off to me, I will immediately like, not be down. Mm-hmm. But if the texture is like, somewhat weird but it tastes great i'll i'll deal with it mm. how about you like is texture more of a turnoff or is taste texture mm. is more of a turnoff because if it just like doesn't feel good in my mouth then i just don't want to swallow it there was this one time where i went to get hot pot with a chinese friend in shanghai mm-hmm. and she ordered pig's brain Ooh. which is i guess it's a delicacy there and yeah. a lot of people like to order it at hot pot yeah she ordered two, one for her, one for me. Yeah. Dude, even that when I put it in my mouth, I just immediately spit it out. And she just like, she was just eating it like, like it was chicken. Yeah. And I like gave her mine because I was like, <laughs> I can't, I can't do this. Like the flavor wasn't that bad because it yeah. was relatively bland, I guess, mm-hmm. because it was just hot pot. Mm-hmm. But the texture just freaked me out. I get you. Yeah. When we had that, the rainbow bagel in New York. Yeah taste was okay the flavor like it wasn't too strange it kind of just tasted like a normal bagel like yeah. a plain bagel yeah but for some reason like i've never eaten play-doh but it just tasted like play-doh to me yeah and i cannot stand the smell the texture anything of play-doh mm-hmm. like it makes me nauseous yeah so the bagel made me nauseous that bagel was not it no <laughs> do not recommend pro tip don't you know do it for the gram but it does not taste good agreed Okay, so there's this one fruit that everyone likes, but I just never liked it. My mom loves it, and she always tried to make me eat it. I was like, I tried it once, and I was like, I'm I'm not for this, and papaya. Mm. My mom introduced papayas to me around when I was 11, 12. Yeah. So around the puberty age. Uh-huh. And this was in China. Uh-huh. And so she said that she wanted to buy some papayas to eat. And because this was a new fruit to me, and it kind of looks like mangoes, you know, and I love mangoes. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I want to try some too. And my mom was like, okay, good. I really want you to try some too. <laughs> and um, so she opened it up. And the way that we eat it is just we just cut it in half we just use a spoon to eat it oh yeah and so she gave me a half and i put it in my mouth and i was like this is disgusting it just stinks it smells so bad in my opinion you think you think durian 
stinks. No, papaya mm, cannot. And my mom would keep telling me it makes your boobs grow. Same. <laughs> so I didn't like the taste of papaya, but I wanted to love it because of that reason. <laughs> I never ended up liking it. <laughs> Dude, even for me, I was like, I don't care if this makes my boobs grow. Like, I will have the tiniest boobs. I don't care. I don't want to eat this. Facts. Facts. Uh. So, no to papaya. There's this other um, really popular... I don't even know what it is. It's like a... It's a seafood. It's a type of seafood in Korea. And it's very popular amongst Koreans. It's called mongae. Mm. In English, it's translated to sea pineapple. It's a SpongeBob's house. Yeah. <laughs> we just chopped up SpongeBob's house and eat <laughs> He's it. He's homeless now. He is homeless. Man, I cannot eat that. It just, I think both texture and taste wise is not it. Is not it because, so we eat it raw. It's never really cooked. Oh, um, that makes sense. Mm hmm. It's a very orange color. Kind of think of like a mushy bell pepper, like the skin of a mushy bell pepper. But then on the inside, it's like goopy, like slimy, like guts, basically. And that's the best way I can describe the texture of, of this seafood. But also taste. I remember my, my parents really loved to eat it. Um, and it's a really popular like side dish for when you drink soju. So my dad, he drinks a lot of soju and he likes to eat mungae with it. And I remember when I was little, I like went downstairs and I was like, what are you eating? Can I try some? And of course, my parents are like, yeah, go for it. Oh, curiosity killed the cat. Oh, it definitely killed my taste buds and my tongue that they... Have you tried it since? I have. I, I tried to give it another try. No, <laughs> I'm just traumatized from the first time. <laughs> but we dip it in this like red pepper paste. Mm. And so we dipped it in that and my mom gave me a bite of this. And the moment I put it in my mouth, I just spit it out because it tastes like rotten garbage. Ew. <laughs> and not the good kind either. <laughs> you know, like. What's the good kind of rotten garbage? Please enlighten me. Well, like some people like durian. Oh. And it's like, for some, it's like rotten garbage. Ooh, or like stinky tofu. Yeah. I love stinky tofu. Yeah, I can do that. Mm -hmm. But like this seafood, it just, oh, mm. the texture, the taste, it's very off-putting. That's one food that I will probably never enjoy. Mm. I could do without. Yeah. I'll live. <laughs> spongebob can keep his home yeah spongebob um you're no longer homeless you can have your home back <laughs> let's not talk about our least favorite foods anymore <laughs> yeah thankfully there's not many of them or actually like what are some foods that you would never try Ooh, man i'm pretty open-minded and so if there's something I haven't tried and it doesn't seem like dangerous, like I'll go for it. Mm -hmm. like everything at least once, right? Yeah. Or how would you know that you don't like it or you like it? Unless you try. Mm -hmm. So I'm a very down person, mm. but I have always hated spiders. 
and I've always been scared of them. Like if there's a spider in the house, no matter how big or small, I will not kill it or go for it. I will make somebody else do it. If not, I will hide until somebody comes home to get it. Mm-hmm. Like that's how bad it is. But I know that fried tarantulas are like a delicacy in some countries. And I don't think I could ever bring myself to stuff a tarantula into my mouth because it just not even the leg. I don't think so. <laughs> it creeps me out. I think the only thing that I would be like put off by is the yeah. guts, like the body, you know, like the squish. Yeah. That's the only thing that uh, I don't like to think about. Okay, maybe I'll take like a bite of the legs. Because like, it's like crunchy at least. Yeah. Maybe if I close my eyes and yeah. I just like take a bite of it, yeah. it won't be that bad. But the idea of like you said, biting into the abdomen, <laughs> I'm dying. I can't. I would probably never try that. But again, never say never until you try it. That is true. <laughs> would you ever try like a fried scorpion? Ooh. Actually, yeah. Yeah. Maybe because I wasn't like ever creeped out by a scorpion as much as a spider. Mm-hmm. They also seem crunchier. Yeah, it's crunchier. Less like squish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about you? Is there a food that you would just no, not try? Have you ever heard of maggot cheese? Oh god. Oh dear lord. I think I saw this on a Facebook video once. I was just scrolling down and it was I was like, oh, what is this food video? And then there was like maggots crawling inside of the cheese. And I was like, what the heck is this? But it's basically it's called a kasu marzu, and it can be described as fermented pecorino cheese. Oh my god. Um, it's actually decomposed composing and apparently the cheese is safe to eat as long as the maggots are still living but uh, i just i don't understand it why does it sound like you're eating just rotten food so kasu marzu actually translates into rotten cheese oh my god it's a part of sardinia which is italy's second largest island it's like a part of their cultural heritage which i i appreciate it yeah. but um no thank you <laughs> can you imagine like how pungent and like oh gosh just thinking about i don't know the maggots squirming in the cheese as you cut into it like because like maggots are so related to death and decomposing and when you see like mold and things like that you immediately think okay this is not good to eat Mm -hmm. so um i think we can make do without that i agree i agree but i'm the same as you i'm also pretty open-minded when it comes to food like i want to try everything at least once as long as it seems safe and i think the thing with this cheese is that it doesn't seem safe to eat yeah for some reason i feel like i would get sick Mm -hmm, after this mm -hmm. just the idea of putting like a insect that decomposes food is kind of unsettling (laughs) there's this website that lists the 10 dishes that might kill you and this is on that list and it says uh. you have to eat this cheese while the maggots are living once dead the cheese becomes toxic the risk of course is maggots burrowing into your stomach or worse enteric myasis a disease that includes severe stomach cramps and nausea okay <laughs> i think we can pass <laughs> <laughs> okay enough about that <laughs> what are some of the best food experiences you've had yes oh my gosh i feel like okay we've got to just talk about this both of our shared experience most recently i think we both can say with certainty has been one of the best dining experiences we've had together in new york we went to an omakase um restaurant and it was called ume and boy did we have just the time of our lives there the vibes the food oh my god the moment that you enter the restaurant 
restaurant, you're like almost transported to Japan.、Mm-hmm. So when you first walk in, they have you go into a washroom, and the washroom has a place for you to wash your hands and get ready for your meal. And the washroom had a lot of like bamboo settings, and there's like slippers that you can wear, kind of like if you're in a true Japanese restaurant. And then from there, they take you into the main restaurant area, and they have an indoor and outdoor setting. But the outdoor seating is what we requested. It's like an outdoor indoor、mm-hmm. experience where they have a roof、mm-hmm. over it, but it's outside of the building. Yep. But they have a basically a window roof、mm-hmm. so that there's sun coming through and you can see the sky. So a lot of natural lighting and the seating area. They have you take off your shoes and like sit crisscross applesauce onto a mat, and the table is tall enough for you to just. Sit crisscross, so it's not like a traditional like four-legged table where you have to use a chair. It's a traditional like Asian style table table where you just eat sitting on the floor. Yeah, and we ordered a set that comes out with twelve pieces of sushi, and with these twelve pieces of sushi, they also come out with I believe like nine or twelve spices that the owner actually handcrafted by traveling across the globe, and it was so cute. There was this little story. Telling about how they went across different countries and they found different spices that were unique to that country, which they then paired with the twelve pieces of sushi that came out with the set. And the food was so beautiful that we didn't want to eat it. We took so many pictures. I just wanted to stare at it. I was in awe,、mm-hmm. very awe.、Mm-hmm. It came with miso soup.、Mm-hmm. So you were supposed to eat the miso soup first. Yeah, and then you move on to the actual sushi. And you're supposed to try every single one of the spices alone first,、mm-hmm. so that you, I guess, kind of can gauge what spice you want to pair with which sushi. It also comes with a bowl of rice and seaweed, so you can either eat the pieces of sashimi by itself, or you can make a nigiri、mm-hmm. or like a sushi thing with the seaweed. So if you have any leftover rice at the very end of the meal, you can mix all of the spices into the rice、yep. and enjoy the rice with. All the spices, which is so amazing. Everything was just so good, and we all really enjoyed that experience because、mm-hmm. the environment was really nice. The food was stellar. Mm-hmm. It was high grade sushi.、Yeah, very very fresh. They have this one uni dish, and normally for me to enjoy uni, it has to be super fresh.、Mm. Just at a normal restaurant here in Vegas, I probably wouldn't order the uni.、Mm-hmm. I'm not the biggest fan, but if it's really fresh, then I, like I will enjoy it. And、mm-hmm. that was that's how I knew this restaurant was good because we were doing top threes out of the twelve fish that we got, and I did not expect to say this, but the uni was one of my top three. The way that the chef. Handcrafted that uni piece. They paired it up with like a fried nori, and ooh, they had the fish eggs with the two. I think. Oh yes, I think so.、Mm-hmm. It was a flavor town in your mouth the moment you put it in, and. I think every single piece of sushi that we ate at this restaurant was memorable. It was so hard to pick a top three. Yeah, it was very close for every dish. So this is the one place we will hit up first if we ever visit New York again. Right when we get off the plane <laughs> with our suitcases, we're going. We're going.、Mm-hmm. I would say there's three other really good experiences that I can remember. One of them being a ten course meal that my boyfriend and I had on Jeju. Island in Korea, and this restaurant is seaside, so it's right on the 
coast. Oh, that sounds so nice. Mm-hmm. And their menu is seasonal. So the chef creates a different menu based on the season and what's in season. And our meal consisted of fish that was caught on the island, oranges, which are very, very popular on the island of Jeju. Those were incorporated into the meal. And the wine pairing that came with it, I think the wines were from Jeju Island. So everything is locally based and locally sourced. And even though it was 10 courses, it felt like we were satisfied at the end of it because everything was just so portioned beautifully so that you're not like overstuffed. And it was very Korean, (laughs) a lot of dishes. So I'm kind of biased in that way. And it was just delicious. The service was really great. And the views make the meal (laughs) immaculate. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) That was one of my other favorite experiences that I've had. And so there's this restaurant on the Strip in Las Vegas called Cosa di Mare in the Wynn Hotel and Casino. And it's an Italian restaurant. I talked about this in our previous episode on dating. And it is the place that we went for our two-year anniversary. The whole dining experience, and I really enjoy experiences. Let me tell you, the whole experience here was just magical to the servers to the food to the views you are transported into italy and the energy that the staff puts off you could just tell that they really care about your experience and your time there and of course i love italian food so everything about the time there was amazing I dined with the fishes because we sat right next to the koi fishes pond. The food was so fresh. Oh my God. We had a table side fish dish and the server came over and we asked him, what do you recommend for like a fish dish? Because I wanted to do something lighter. And he was like, oh, there is a fish that was just flown in from Italy. Do you want to try it? Flown in? What did this fish get first class? Of course, I had to say, yeah, like, give it to me and did not disappoint. They brought the whole fish. um, I think they roasted it and they brought it table side and the server deboned it right there and then for you. Oh, my God. No bone was found in the whole dish. Service was great. Food, amazing. Highly recommend for any one of you folks that want to have a night out in Italy. (laughs) But besides restaurants, I think some of the best experiences I've had with food is home cooked or just cooking with friends. And one time in particular that I hold dear is when we went to Seattle two years ago, I think, spring break of 2019, 2018. We had this Airbnb that overlooked the lake and they had a balcony. And of course there was a grill on that balcony. And we decided to grab steaks and chicken and marinate our own chicken and have kind of like a grill fest it was just a lot of fun having like if you can imagine eight boys plus me trying to cook it actually turned out pretty well yeah yeah and we had a good time just jamming out to music grilling food everyone was on their own station someone was cutting the vegetables after we cooked everything we did soju bombs and just like talked about life outside in the patio the weather was perfect just it was a good time and we shared good food we didn't burn it so that's a miracle (laughs) yeah those are some of my favorite food experiences and i'm sure there's going to be a lot more to add on to them how about you nini tell me some of your best food experiences there's so many they're so hard to pick i know there was this 
Austrian cafe that we went to when we went to Vienna.、Mm-hmm. Um, oh. I forgot what it was called, but basically, the whole reason why we went was because at this restaurant, all the chefs are grandma and grandpas. <gasps> so you have like 18 grandma and grandpas in the back making your dishes for you. That is so cute. I remember we all got the goulash, and it was just, it tasted so warm, and it was、mm. so cold in Vienna at the time. It was just, oh my gosh. One of the best experiences. That is so sweet.、Mm-hmm. It was like, no, nothing too special or fancy. Yeah. But the whole vibe inside the restaurant was just very cozy. None of the chairs matched. We sat on couches.、Oh. It was just so cute. Charming. Very, very charming. <laughs> And then in the study abroad program that I was in, our professors that came with us, they were like our mom and our dad, basically.、Mm. And they separated us into three different groups of like six people, I think, six or seven of us at a time, and invited us to their apartment so that they、mm-hmm. could cook for us.、Mm-hmm. And they assigned each of us different roles. Like、yeah. these two people would be bringing the cheese boards,、mm. these two people are in charge. Of the wine.、Mm-hmm. And then these two people are in charge of dessert. So we all kind of brought something、mm-hmm. to the dinner, but they made the main courses. And、mm-hmm. oh my gosh, everything they cooked was so good.、Mm-hmm. It was a great experience because we had some people bring this, some people bring that.、Yeah. Oh, like what did this person bring and stuff?、Yeah. And it was just such a nice vibe because we just sat around the dinner table talking.、Oh. And It was so funny because somebody had asked a question. I love asking this question, but it's what would you be if you were a vacation?、Mm. And it's so funny because when I said my answer, one of the, the boys I answered before me changed his answer. And I was、Aww. like, you are ridiculous. <laughs>、um, but somebody else had said, like, if I, if I was a vacation, I would be the Swiss Alps. Because you know, it's so majestic. And we were like, Are you calling yourself majestic, majestic right now? And it was everybody just erupted laughing. It was so great. It was just the whole experience was great. Oh, that sounds like a, such a cozy, authentic、mm-hmm. type. Energy dinner. It was. Everybody、mm. was just working together, passing the food around and everything. And it was it was probably my favorite meal during the study abroad. It was like home cooked meals.、Oh. The view that they have from their apartment,、oh. it's uh it was right where we were taking classes. And in that plaza, they have this huge open air market. <gasps> no way.、Mm-hmm. Oh. And it's called Campo dei Fiori.、Mm. And at nighttime, they have like activities going on and the lights are on.、Oh. Even though the market has closed, there's people vending toys and stuff. So you just see like children walking around and everybody's just walking around. It's like so bustly. It was such、mm. a great environment. So that is one of my favorite food experiences. You know what that reminds me of for some reason? <laughs> In Beauty and the Beast, you know how Belle. When she's like walking around, kind of、yeah. a little bit, a little bit.、Oh, I love that. Very European.、Aww. So it seems like we both really enjoy our our cultural food. So you love Chinese food, I love Korean food. And I think that's really what we grew up with. So if you had to choose, what would you say is your favorite childhood food? Ooh.、Mm-hmm. I've always loved crab, actually.、Mm. Crab and crawfish. My aunt really likes crab and crawfish. So we always say, like, I. Inherited her taste buds. <laughs> and every time I went back to China, we would always try to get crab and crawfish. Yeah. 
And the way that we do crawfish in China is like it's not the same as like boiling crab here and like all of those crawfish places here. Yeah, we have it in a huge bowl, and it's like the little small crawfish,、mm. and it's usually spicy. Oh my god, it's like it's an experience. It's so great, and every time I go back to China, I. Always request that. That is like the first food you would、mm-hmm. eat, huh?、Mm-hmm. Man, it's something about growing up with that like one dish that you remember eating all the time、mm-hmm. that just like stays with you. Yeah, I think for me, my favorite childhood food growing up would be so my mom does this dish where she kind of combines two dishes in one. So kimchi stew is very popular in Korea, and soybean paste、mm. soup. Is also really popular, and so my mom she does this thing where she mixes in soybean paste into a kimchi stock, and sometimes she'll put in spam, which was like my favorite as a child. Oh my gosh! Oh, I still love spam. Same. It's mystery meat, but good mystery meat. <laughs> and she'll put in like the soft tofu and vegetables, and sometimes she'll put in mushrooms. And honestly, she would make that every time I was. Maybe sick or just wanted something to eat, and she would make it very often. I could eat a whole bowl of it with just like a bowl of rice any day, and I would say that's my favorite childhood food because. In Korean tradition, we eat a lot of soups, and you can't beat what Mama makes. So my favorite kimchi soybean soup. I think it also helps that you know it's what your mom made for you. Yeah. It. Yeah, I agree. There is something just about like growing up with that food that it just you, you'll never forget it. Mm-mm. It stays with you. Oh yeah, I think we could talk about food forever and ever. Uh huh. And ever. Like <laughs> <laughs> this could just be a live show of us talking about food for like twenty four hours. I think there's an endless amount of topics we could talk about with food.、Mm-hmm. What type of food we like? Food we like to make, eat, drink. I love recommending food to people,、mm. and people like. I think somebody texted a, a group chat once that was asking for recommendations in Portland. Yeah, and I was the first one to reply. Yeah, and I was like giving them、um, a bunch of things that like we had tried, places that we had seen in Portland, and everything. And her response was, "I knew you would have something for us like this." Dude. So everyone knows I love giving recommendations. Oh yeah, that's the fun part about being a foodie too. Is that you have so many places to take your friends if they come into town or if they're going out of town to somewhere. On Instagram, on my profile, I have a tab for just food. Oh, same. Like all the food places that I went. So food is just great. I don't think I'll ever stop being a foodie. Do you?、Mm, no. Yeah. Never. Once a foodie, always a foodie. Once a foodie, always. It's a cult. It. We are cult leaders. <laughs> <laughs> I love that we love food and that we're able to connect、mm-hmm. through the food that、mm-hmm. we eat, and that it opens doors to other cultures and to other people, and to be able to experience other people. Even if you don't have a shared language, you can share your experiences and your culture through food, and just sharing a table and breaking bread with people that you. May not know and meet、mm-hmm. for the first time. That's、mm-hmm. a whole experience in itself, and I think that's why food is powerful.、Mm-hmm. Food is great. It can bring together so many different kinds of people. Yeah, I mean, food isn't just a necessity.、Mm-hmm. It nourishes you.、Mm-hmm. It creates an environment where people come together to celebrate. Like, food is such a big part of so many celebrations <gasps> too. Birthdays,、mm-hmm. holidays.、Mm-hmm. Food is always the center of that. Thanksgiving.、Mm. 
everything love it knowing us we're probably going to be talking about food a lot more in later episodes <laughs> but this is almost like an introduction mm -hmm. to our relationship with food and you know what food can be out of your control a lot of the times food isn't always great a lot of people have bad relationships with food and we can also talk about that topic later on food can be hard to come by and so we are very lucky and privileged to be able to have experienced so much good food mm -hmm. but you know what it can be tough to eat even a meal in a day but that can be a topic for another time there's so many more avenues we can touch on this subject and how food is thought of to different kinds of people mm -hmm. because you know diet culture is something it can be very toxic i think if anything i hope that this episode shows the good that can come with food and how it can be celebrated and how it can really be the one thing that a lot of people relate to mm -hmm. so we're lucky to have a healthy relationship with food but let us know your favorite foods and if you're a foodie too we would love to connect <laughs> if you need food recommendations restaurant recommendations in california washington new york korea china vegas hit us up we've got the excel sheets for you <laughs> and yeah thank you so much for listening to this episode remember we drop episodes every monday and thursday and follow us at out of control pod on instagram and we hope to see you next time